What, what is one thing you would want, would you like me to do for you? What would it be? Just one thing. What would it be? You know, when you look at the Gospels, you can look at blind Bartimaeus. You know, one thing he said, I want to see. The woman with the issue of the blood. He says, I just want this issue in my life to be dried up. If I just extend my hand and my reach and just touch the hem of his garment. Or the people that were yeah, that, that, that literally broke away the roof. And the guys, and they looked down, and they lowered that crippled man. And he gave me just touch him. You know, and I, I've, 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 these last five years, I've experienced some highs and lows. I've battled cancer. Two and a half months ago, I had a call. There's no cancer in your body. Your bones are completely healed. And, you know, that's, just, that's God. And then I think about my pastor, Pastor Jacob Ransom, which many of you know the story. He lost his, his fourth son, Wesley Ravenhill Ransom, that was at my house a lot. He was my fourth son, Nathan's best friend. They grew up together. They were both in their 20s and 21, 20. And we had pictures of them in their wagons when they're little boys and their big wheels and doing crazy things. I fussed at him. You know, I got on him just like I'd get on my own boys and, and you know, all that. And just to see what Pastor Jacob walked through. And the day it happened, I called and just to see and just to see him walk through. He said, you know, this Christmas is a first for a lot of people. First without a relative, a first without, you know, someone that they love, or a first, a new addition, whatever it is, it was a first. You know, and I thought about him and one of the things he shared in Jennings a couple weeks ago, he said, you know, I could look at it as a tragedy or I could be just thankful that God gave me 20 years. Because yeah. every day when he pulls out of his house, he has to pull out right there on College Saloon right where his son was killed. And I could look, he said he could look at it. I wasn't there. I was in Eunice when he preached. But they told me, he said, I can look at it and go, why? Or I can look at it and go, thank you, God, for giving me 20 years. Thank you. And so it made me think about what I wanted to share this morning. I want to talk about being thankful. Is that all right? Yep. And so I want you to go with me in the Gospel of Luke, and I want to read. And man, y'all, when y'all show Gospel of Luke or y'all print, y'all got like a mega steroid <laughs> screen. That's all I got to say. Can we put it up on the screen? Is it? Do you have that? The notes. It's Luke chapter seventeen, verses eleven through nineteen. And it says, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria, and as he entered a village, there ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus. Master, have mercy on us. They looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, if you know anything about leprosy, in that day, leprosy is, is just, it's a horrifying disease. The last leper colony that was in the United States. What would happen is if you got cleansed from leprosy, you had to go show yourself to the priest. And he would ceremonially wash you with water after they saw that there was no more wounds or anything. You, were, you had a miracle and they would proclaim you clean. And so Jesus tells him, go to the priest. And as they went, listen to this, they were cleansed of their leprosy. You know how many of God still works miracles? Yeah. How many believe that? You know, I mean, you can have, some people have an instantaneous miracle. Some people have to walk out a miracle. Some people believe, some people believe, you know, by God's stripes I'm healed. And you might not find your healing on this side of, of this side of heaven, but you will find your healing in heaven. Amen? Yeah. 
and we just know that, that God's word is true. And he says this, and they went and they went and they went and they were cleansed of their leper. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Now, if you know anything, the Samaritans and Jews didn't get along. And here he is. He's hanging out with nine Jewish guys, and he's a Samaritan. How many of you know that when you go through tragedy, it can bring unity? You get you lose your differences. You forget what it doesn't matter the color of your skin, it doesn't matter what side of the tracks you're from or what side of the river you're from. It doesn't matter if you're the, the quipados that are from over this way and the tipados are over that way. I mean what I'm talking about. And so what happens is we have our differences, but when something bad happens or something difficult happens, it's amazing how we can come to unity and say, let's just touch this, just believe this. This man was smearing. And what happened? He began thanking him. And this man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? He has no one to return to. Give glory to God except this foreigner. And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Look what he says. Your faith has healed you. You know, it's amazing when I think about that. That this, There was ten of them and one came back. I love the scripture in Romans and it says chapter 1 verse 21 and they know God but they do not give him honor that belongs to him. You know there are people that consider themselves atheists because they say there's no existence of God and the reason they say there's no existence because you know why? Because all you have to do is go outside and look at the stars and look at the heavens and look at the trees and you know there is God because if you acknowledge God that means you might have to worship him and get to know him and so they want him out they want they want God out of their lives. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is right here in this portion, they did not give him honor that belongs to him, nor do they thank him. Instead, their thoughts have become complete nonsense of their empty minds are filled with darkness. I'll just tell you what, there's two signs of a culture in demise. And let me tell you what they are. The first is this, an unwillingness to honor, or in other words, dishonoring. Yeah. There's no honor. The second is a resistance to gratitude. Just unthankful. Today, how do you know we live in the most blessed country in the whole world yes. that's ever existed in history? Yet we're the most unthankful people. Thanks for those amens, all three of you. Have you heard anybody, have you ever heard anybody complain about someone who said, that person is just too thankful? Have you heard that complaint? Yeah, and you know, I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about five things that you can see in thankfulness. And here's the first one. Thankfulness moves you to do things that others are willing to undo. They all cried for healing, but they did not all cry in thanksgiving, did they? See, after they were healed, thankfulness is coming back to the scene of the gift and remembering what someone did for you. I don't know if you remember Matthew Murray that was here a couple of months ago that, uh, that he, had, he had contracted, uh, what does he get from mosquitoes? Malaria. Tell me? Malaria. Malaria. And he was dying. He was, in, he was actually, he was from England. They have an orphanage in Kenya. He contracted malaria in Kenya. And then he went to, he was in New, Hope, uh, New Haven, or it's New, uh, somewhere around Mobile, okay? I think it's New Haven or something like that. And what happened, he was in the hospital. And they, they said, you're going to die. They told his wife, go and tell your husband goodbye. They just knew it. 
There was no way they thought. And then God did a miracle and literally healed him. Literally healed him. And while he was here, he said, Pastor Bubba, I just got to go back to the hospital that they treated me in. He came all over America to preach, to be with us. Then he drove all the way to, to the hospital and went to, the, to, the, to the, the floor where they treated him. And he began to thank all of them. And they were blown away. And because of that, many people came to know the Lord or ended up going to the church or finding out more about what he does. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. But see, I just tell you, resentment means you relive what you, what's been done to you. See, there's a difference. You can either live in resentment or you can live in thankfulness. Resentment is reliving the wound or the hurt that's been in your life. You know, I, I believe this. God loves you enough that he allowed things to disrupt your life so you keep attention on him. Hello? Yeah. You say, well, why am I in this problem? Maybe because God wants to just be God to you. You know, I was in Lake Charles at our church at Pastor Todd Schumacher. It's Church of the King in Lake Charles, our, our, one of our sister churches. And he asked me to come and share my story about cancer. And I remember the, one of the first things he said, I'm, it's one of the greatest gifts God's given me is, the, is just walking through cancer. And he was like, Pastor Bob, why just, that blew me away. Because you know what? It showed a lot about who I was. And it gave me opportunity to pray and minister to a whole lot of people. Mm. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I, 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 where, where there was one lady with so much fear, and her mama was 70-something years old. She was 50, bringing her to get chemo when the, for the first time, and she's just kind of freaking out. And they have these old Cajun ladies across from over here, and I go over here to Crowley get in the, when I get chemo, and she and, and, and I'm just I'm not even telling her I'm a preacher or anything, and, and so I'm just I'm just like, hey, uh, I'm trying to comfort her, and and I'm just just kind of sharing. And the, the two old ladies say, "Man, little girl." And, you know, she's 50. You need to listen to that little boy him. He knows about the Lord him. <laughs> they call me the boy. Okay. You see, can I tell you something? When you're facing something difficult, whatever you're facing, whatever's inside of you is going to come out. Yep. Hello? Because when I found out the news, you know what? I went to my knees and go, God, I trust you. As you save me, I trust that you will keep me during this time. Because I was reminded that God never forsakes us. Never, ever. Amen? I remember going to my house, and one of the first things I did, I went to my, my, my living room, and I got on my knees, and I just began to cry out to God. I said, God, help me through this. Help me to have strength. Help me to have the joy of the Lord. Because that's what the, word, the Lord gave me that year. The joy of the Lord is going to be your strength, Baba. And I remember my fourth son, Nathan, walks in. Dad, what is wrong with you? What's going on? I'm just praying. Oh. <laughs> the second thing, thankfulness allows you to hear things unthankful people never hear. What do you mean, Pastor Baba? They all stood afar off and cried for healing, didn't they? Yeah. Jesus! You see, I don't know if you've seen in Matthew chapter 8, he had actually touched lepers before. This is in Luke, but in Matthew chapter 8, he had been touching lepers and maybe word got around. Jesus has a special ministry to lepers. Are you hearing me? So if you're a leper, how many of you know you think, I'm going to find out where Jesus is next? 
Yeah. If you have a deal, you know, some, some kind of ailment in your body, because we know the woman with the issue of blood, she knew that if she just stretched out and just touched the hem of his garment, that somehow... I'm right. I'm going too far. <laughs> somehow... This issue, and I look at a lot of people, and sometimes they keep the issue because they never stretch their faith. They never just come to the point that it's not about me. How many of you have done your best and you're at the same place you were before you tried and you, when you're doing your best? Yeah. The Bible says, cast your cares on him because he cares. For who? For you. That's good. See, the Austin cried, thankfulness draws you close to Jesus. And you get to hear those things. Those, you get to hear what those far off don't get to hear. You see, he got close to Jesus. How many would get close to Jesus? See, there's one thing to cry out to him. It's another thing to draw close to him. And see, thankfulness draws you close to Jesus because all of a sudden, not only are you able to, not only you're able to know what God is doing in your life, you're able to, even in prayer, go, God, thank you. I see your hand in this. God, you opened the doors what seemed impossible. God, you made what seemed impossible. I think about Andrew and his precious wife and how you guys had breakthrough. They were able to adopt your children where people probably were saying, oh, that ain't going to happen. Forget it. You know, and you just got to go. And I have friends, Tim Kirkpatrick. And they, I mean, his wife literally was going to Haiti. And they said, you know, you're not going to get these girls. So she goes, I'm moving to Haiti. Yeah. And every day she'd show up in the office and they go, what are you here for? They're my girls. You know, and back next day, what are you here for? My girls. Y'all going to meet with my girls. Every day. Hmm. Now, guess what now? Now they have their girls. Yeah. How many of you bug someone and you do something long enough, somebody's going to go like, my God, get them out of my sight. <laughs> Give them the girls. Yeah. It's a biblical principle. In righteous judge, how the lady kept coming back. They all received a miracle. Nine were drawn to others first. One was drawn to Jesus first. <laughs> See, I believe this. The third thing is that, that thankfulness gives glory to God. It's good. Say amen. Say thankfulness, thankfulness gives glory to God. Gives glory to God. When I'm thankful, it makes God bigger and those around bigger to those around me. When I'm thankful. Just makes God bigger. I'm gonna take this thing off. <laughs> Leisha, you've been wanting this jacket. Here you go, girl. Tease me. Here you go, son. Woo! Sweating. When I'm thankful, it makes God. It reminds me how big God really is. But see, my focus determines my feelings. What do you mean, Pastor Bubba? Whatever I'm focused on determines how I feel. Listen, when I was focused on dating my wife. My focus was on that. <laughs> Come on, how many remember your dating days? You don't need to be quitting either. See, your dating days was like, man, I remember her, Tracy made a bad mistake when she goes, she goes, she dared me to win her heart. What? <laughs> dare? How dare you dare me to dare win your heart? We were in college. And I remember, I said, you know where my first date was? Come on, I'll tell you where it was. Y'all want to know? Yep. How many of you don't care? <laughs> y'all don't care, y'all. How many of y'all want to know? Yeah, I took her to Disneyland. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 
And I was a missionary, and I spent my whole wad because I didn't know how much it cost to get in Disneyland for a day. And all I had enough was we split a pie, we split a shake at Disneyland, and we split we split a pie at Marie Callender's. That was it, and I was out of money. But but you know what? What really won it for me? This is what she said. She goes, "I had the best day I've ever had in my life." Come on, take that in your heart, baby. <laughs> talking about because what if you focus see if you focus on God listen no matter what you walk through no matter what you face no matter what you're going through no matter what you're surrounded if you focus on Jesus he's going to be there with you no matter what you walk through no matter what you go through so what I'm thankful makes God bigger See, my focus determines my feelings. My children, the children of Israel, can you imagine? They complained about food that fell from the sky. <laughs> imagine complaining about the taste of your miracle. <laughs> Think about that for a little bit. Why? Because their focus, they weren't thankful. Wow. They, become, they became unthankful. So what their focus was was, ah, Manna again, manna for breakfast, manna for lunch, manna for waffles, manna bagels, manna what up? <laughs> manna burgers, I mean, you know, whatever. And what happened is because their focus was on, you know, ah! How many of you have ever seen people that got like nice stuff and they complained about their stuff? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And you just go, what's that all about? I remember you used to be thankful for what you have, and that goes on some other things. Because God, I just believe this. Can I just say this? Here's a fourth thing. Faithfulness, thankfulness keeps our faith alive. Say it with thankfulness. Thankfulness keeps our faith alive. God will bless you to the degree of your thankfulness. What do you mean? Faithful, listen, faithful in little, faithful in much. Thankful in little, thankful in much. Hello? Yeah. You know what I love about my little girl that's different than all my boys? She always comes back and tells me, thank you. She writes notes. When I go to my, do, when I have my Bible, she has, I open my Bible, she finds out where I'm reading, she has a little note. I love you, Daddy. <laughs> Olivia. I go to my desk, she goes, you are the best dad in the whole world, Olivia. I get, like, my, for Christmas, she made everybody in her family a note. And wrote a letter, to, and she goes, I thank God that you are the best dad in the whole world, and I love our daddy dates, Olivia. I go, we're going on a date. <laughs> Why? I don't know, just something in her. She's just thankful. Hmm. You know, Luke got his, like, what is that? iPad mini or whatever, and she got her little iPod for Christmas, and, and she's like, Dad, thank you. Luke's going, it's about time. <laughs> I'm like, what's up with that? He didn't say that, but I could see it. I could feel it. God, how many believe that God will bless you to the degree of your thankfulness? Yeah. How many love it when your children are thankful? Yeah. 
Thank you, Dad. What does that make you want to do? Bless him. How do you think God sees things? If you're a, if you're a grateful, thankful person, but we live in such a society, all you got to do is turn on the news. They complain about everything. And then you wonder why you complain about everything. Because you're listening to people that are pumping you up with ungratefulness and no gratitude. Amen? Listen, we look at America and we, we can I just say, we see people that are poor. But I've been to other countries where I've seen poor. It's kind of like the difference between naked and naked. <laughs> naked is you got socks on. <laughs> naked is you ain't got nothing. <laughs> Poe. I'm talking about Poe. I'm, I'm looking, I remember being in Haiti. I've been to places in, in townships in South Africa. I've been in, 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 in Central America and I've seen poor. I mean, my wife and I were in Haiti when we're going, and my wife and I would come to this lady, we were ministering to this lady, and she had this, this really cool, like, clay hut, and, and she had floors, and my wife walks away, and she goes, Baba, those were the cleanest dirt floors I've ever seen. Because you know why? The lady walked around, showed us her house. She was so thankful for what she had. We had some people invite us to come over and eat the other night, and very poor people, and, our, and in Jennings, and they just, we can have a pastor come. So me and my, you know, they, they, you know, they kind of go, would y'all come to our house? And we go, sure. Man, they got the best. I mean, they got their best, but their best was just, you know what I mean? When you look at America's standards, you go, it was okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we walked away and my wife just goes, wow, I'm so thankful for what God, how God's blessed us. God has truly blessed us. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. Blessed. Look at the other neighbor. You didn't want to tell them you were blessed. <laughs> say, You're blessed. Here's the final thing. Faith, thankfulness makes you whole. Say it, thankfulness, thankfulness makes you whole. Luke chapter 17, verse 19 says it like this. It said, and he said to them, arise, go your way, for thy faith has made you what? Whole. Whole. In other words, a person can't be a person that can't be faithful is not whole. They're fractured. Just because it's free doesn't mean it costs nothing. It should at least it cost it should at least cost you thankfulness. You know, I had someone sometimes people go, man, Pastor Will, man, you got some nice stuff. You know, I could just tell you stuff that you would just be blown away. Like, I'll just tell you, the only thing I have on right now that I bought is well, my wife bought my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> she does good, I just... And that's about it. These shoes are from England, and someone gave me the money to go buy the shoes, and they were on sale. I'm thankful for that. These pants, someone gave me a gift card, and I went to the Gap, and I liked them because they had holes, and I'm over 50, so I could be cool. <laughs> this shirt was a gift card someone gave me. Come on. This watch, man, this is a nice watch. I just got to tell you, someone blessed me with the money to get this watch. 
And I just got some new tires on my truck with mud grips. <laughs> and someone bought them for me, and I'm thankful. I've been serving the Lord 35 years. And there have been moments that I've been ungrateful and unthankful. But can I tell you something? In this season of my life, my eyes have been opened. And all I want to do is share from experience. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for my son that's here pastoring you guys. I'm thankful because he's a good man. He's a godly man. He's not perfect. If you want to know his flaws, come talk to me. I wonder about him. He doesn't like to hunt. I don't know what it is. It must be from my wife's side of the family. I don't know what it is. There's hope, though. Eli likes to hunt. Are they in the thing? And I got them some guns for Christmas. Anyway, and I'm thankful for them. Are you with me? Yeah. Thankfulness should match your ask. How many of you ask God for things? Come on, let's be honest. How many of you ask? When's the last time you said thank you after you got it? Hmm. To the degree that you ask should be the degree that you be, should be thankful. Are y'all with me? If your kids are begging you for something and you give it to them, the intensity of their ask should match the immense, it should match with immense gratitude. Amen? You know, when they get whoa, thank you, mom, thank you, dad, forget the fat man, you know? <laughs> so how can we be thankful in everything? Thessalonians says this, Paul writes to the Thessalonians, be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually. That means always. Be unceasing in prayer. Prayer, pray without, with, with perseverance. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. That's who you are. Who, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. Let me tell you what faith says. Faith says God is still in control. Yes. Faith says God will work it for my good. Faith says God will do what's best for me. I remember being at my bedside, at the bedside of my grandmother, who's the patriarch of my family. Her name was Maydell, Maydell Smith Melton. Actually, she was actually known, beloved to us as Nene. <laughs> She's a patriarch. She prayed for me. She had my name written in scriptures that God had given the promises for. She called me in the middle of the night. Boy, the Holy Ghost woke me up. What have you been doing? And the one thing that she... And I used to send her tapes when I go preach at different churches. And she goes, you need to stop saying us uh, so much. <laughs> she was my biggest fan, but she was my critic too. To keep me humble. But when she was dying, my real name's Howard. She goes, where's Howard? Where's Howard? 
They came and picked me up in a helicopter because I was out in the marsh. Seriously. Landed a helicopter at my aunt's property. I got out of the helicopter, went and saw my grandmother. She'd been waiting. She was on her deathbed. But she had joy. I said, Nene, what do you want? And she just said this. She goes, I want to go home. I just want to go home. And everybody's around her bed, all the relatives, all the relatives, saved, unsaved, you know, outlaws, in-laws, everybody. And everybody's around her bed saying this, go home, Nene, go home. It wasn't an E.T. moment. Go home. And I remember just laying my hands and I just go, God, thank you for my grandma. She's cried out every name here. We just tell, we just, we leave her into your hands. We're thankful for her. We're thankful for what she's done. And she passed right after that. And you know the wild thing is, when she died, everybody wanted to see her Bible because every she had every name of every child and grandchild and a promise written in her Bible about each of them. Wow. Can I tell you something? If they were serving God or not, they were thankful that someone was standing in the gap for them. You see, the difference between joy and happiness, joy comes from within regardless of what is in without. Happiness comes from, comes from my circumstances. That's what happiness comes in, but joy comes no matter what my circumstances are. Yeah. Can I tell you something? The, the, the solution to ingratitude is prayer. Prayer keeps my faith motivating me more than my circumstances controlling me. You hear what I'm saying? When we pray, we're talking to someone who can do something about your situation. Thank God in everything, not for everything. Thank God in everything. Are y'all hearing me? See, let me just wrap it. Philippians says this, rejoice in the Lord. How's it, what's that? Always. Come on, preach with me. Say it with me. Say what? Always. Okay, I'm going to teach you how to preach. I'm going to say, rejoice in the Lord, and you're going to say, always. Okay, rejoice in the Lord. Always. Come on, Crowley, y'all can do better. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. That's what we should do. Always, every time, all the time, anywhere. I went outside yesterday and I felt like the Lord dared me to just thank him out loud in my neighborhood. Literally, I walked out my door and I felt like, well, how about thanking me now? I don't know one's outside. <laughs> That's what we think, come on. There's that idiot preacher again, screaming something. <laughs> Always thanking the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're my God. What is wrong with him? <laughs> Look, you can either live at my house or the guy that owns your funeral home lives next door. Life and death live on my street. <laughs> what do you want? You come see me before? Because once you go there, it's too late. Say this when God's in control. God's going to work all things out for good.
Come on, say it with me. God's going to work all things out for me. God's going to work all things out for me. God knows what's best for me. He does. I'm done. And you're thankful. See, you should know the short preacher, short message. That doesn't always happen. <laughs>